What a great opening prayer. Change my heart, O oh God. Uh, thank you, Micah. Welcome. Good morning. Welcome to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, where we're worshiping Jesus Christ. We are living out God's love, and we're transforming community by the Holy Spirit. And actually, we're finishing up our sermon series on our new mission statement, and we're going to be talking about transforming community by the Holy Spirit. It's also Stewardship Sunday, and so there's a part of the service where your pledges you bring them forward, and if you forgot them, I know a couple people have forgotten them, just grab something empty or something. We'll pray over them. I think God can figure out what your pledge, you know, just get your pledges in next Sunday or in the next coming weeks. Um, anything else? Yeah, there's tons of stuff. We got uh, new members. We got a couple new members who joined last Sunday. Make sure you say hello to Kenny. And you make say, say hello to Donna. Uh, Donna, grandmother, was a member of Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, which is excellent. Next week is Reformation Sunday. Um, I guess I should probably say I was in a car accident if everybody didn't read the email. Totally fine. I have a busted sternum, and something flew and hit me in the back of the head. Don't know what it is. Um, but... Spent the day Thursday getting checked out. I've always wanted a full body MRI. <laughs> it was for real. Uh, they didn't find anything wrong. I was like, yes. Anywho, so thank you for all your prayers. Thank you for being in my corner. Happened on my third year anniversary of being installed here as your pastor. And I feel loved and I feel encouraged. And I'm grateful to God for each of you. Um, let's stand for this morning's call to worship which comes from Psalm 65, 65. Hmm. O God in Zion, to you even silence his praise. You who answer prayers. All of humanity comes before you with their requests. Though we are overcome by our many sins, your sacrifice covers them all. How blessed is the one you choose to live near you in your courts. The beauty of your house, your holy temple, satisfies us. Let's worship the Lord in spirit and in truth.
send the students and youth forward. Or children, too. Okay, cool. So um, today in children's, this isn't in youth, but in children's we're going to be talking about um, a great story in the Bible about Josiah and finding, cleaning up the temple and finding um, the scrolls and parts of scripture that had been lost and rereading them and refinding them and realizing that we don't want any of our scripture or any of our scrolls to be lost and how we are lost if we don't have our scripture and the scrolls that we need. Um, so in that day, Josiah was a king. He was a young guy, and he was a king. And he said, let's clean up the temple. Nobody's been taking care of it. So they started cleaning up, and they found these scrolls. And it was a new commitment. After they found the scrolls and read through them, it was a new commitment. So that's part of what we're going to do. And children's is we're going to write ourselves a new commitment. Um, so we've got this really cool paper that we're going to write it on because we're going to be back in children's ministry. So I don't have a cool paper for everybody else. It looks like a scroll. But um, I just want you guys to think about what can be your new commitment. Uh, what can be your new commitment as you think about uh, the scrolls that were found, that Josiah's found as he cleaned out the temple. Um, but we're going to make a new commitment today in children's. Uh, okay, here, I'll pray for us. Dear Lord, we thank you for your scripture, and we know that your word applies to us today as much as it did to the others many, many years ago, to the people that were given your word before Josiah, the people that walked away from your scripture and didn't pay attention to it anymore, the people that lost it and let it get dusty and let it be forgotten. And Lord, we, we pray that you can light a fire in all of us, that Holy Spirit, you can light a fire in all of our hearts so that your scripture becomes incredibly important to us in our lives and that we don't let it get dusty and that we don't forget about it and that it becomes the forefront of our thought and what we think about day and night as we walk down the paths, as we rise, as we walk, as we teach our kids that it's your scripture, that it's your ways that are just as much needed today and just as appropriate and needed and true and right and correct today as they were when you gave them to us thousands of years ago. We thank you, Lord, for giving us instruction so that we know your ways. Be with us, Lord, this week as we put our new commitments to use and in play in the real world. Um, We thank you, Lord, for giving us the power to do this through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We haven't done this one in a few years, but you'll remember it. Let's sing together.
Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. Our God, you reign forever. Our hope, our strong deliverer. You are the everlasting God. Everlasting God, you do not faint, you won't grow weary. You're the defender of the weak, you comfort those in need, you lift us up on wings like. as we wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. Our God, you reign forever. Our hope, our strong deliverance. You are the everlasting God, the everlasting God. You do not faint, you won't grow weary. You're the defender of the weak. You comfort those in need. You lift us up on wings like eagles. You are the everlasting God. The everlasting God, you do not faint, you won't grow weary. You're the defender of the weak, you comfort those in need, you lift us up on wings like eagles. Everlasting God, you do not face, you won't grow weary. You're the defender of the weak, you comfort those in need, you lift us up on wings like. As we wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord. 
Tem... There's nothing worth more that will ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves, where my heart becomes free. And my shame is undone. Your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord. There's nothing that will ever come close nothing can compare you're our living hope your presence Lord I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves Where my heart becomes free And my shame is undone In your presence, Lord Holy Spirit, you are welcome here Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence. Lord, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Let us become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness let us become more aware 
of your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness holy spirit you are welcome here come flood this place and fill the atmosphere your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Remember. Our Lord Jesus can sympathize with us in our weaknesses, since in every aspect he was tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with boldness approach the throne of grace, that we might receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. O Lord, our God, you call us to work for a world where all will be fed and have dignity, but we find ourselves distracted by our own desires. You call us to seek justice and peace, but we are satisfied with injustice and discord. You call us to bring liberty to the oppressed, but we do not insist on freedom for all. Forgive us, O Lord. Turn us to your will by the power of your Spirit, so that all may know your justice and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. Amen. Our righteousness is found in Christ alone, a gift of God, by faith. Beloved people of God, believe the good news. Through the grace of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Would you stand? <clears throat>
Amen. Right? We can go home now. That was awesome. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll get to collect myself again. Okay. Transforming community by the Holy Spirit. Uh, little teaching first before I uh, get to God's Word. There's two types of theologians, classically. There's, there's systematic theologians and there's biblical theologians. I know that's arrogant to call themselves biblical theologians. That's not my fault. That's somebody else's fault. Okay, systematic theology, it looks at how many books are in the Bible? One. It's the Bible. And it looks for the root and the system that's going through it. You've heard of people talk about dispensationalists. And they think that the God deals with people in different ways during different dispensations, which is just periods of time. Ours is Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. You've heard of covenant theologians. That's what our church kind of gets, it, it derives its name from. And Calvin, even though he never really says so, because these, these categories and these names showed up after Calvin. In fact, it's pretty recent that these names showed up. Um, but classically, if you look through Calvin's work, he, he looks at Scripture through the lens of God makes different covenants with different people at different times. Um, this, will be, this will get off a point eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a biblical theologian um, because I love that there are these different types of narratives and these different types of literature. I think it's really important for us to understand what Paul meant when he was writing to the church of Galatia. And I'm kind of too, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I'm smart enough or something. I don't really get, I like drilling deep. You know what I mean? Have you, have you noticed? I usually don't use a lot of scripture. I usually just go into the scripture. Um, Malia's like, don't fall. Okay. I'm short of breath because I have a broken sternum. Whoever knew that you could break a sternum? I don't know. Anyway, um, I guess you can break anything. Um, where was I going? Oh, this is where I'm going. I was in Houston. Um, well, I am drawn to certain systems that draw out the beauty of Scripture. Um, if you had asked uh, any Hebrew or Jewish person what is the main theme of the Bible, most rabbis would say, remember. We're forgetful people. We need to remember. God remembered Hannah. God remembered his people when they were in trouble. God remembered. We remember. God remembers. Remember is the main theme of the Old Testament. That's what most rabbis would say. I was in Houston. And Presbyterians were known as the frozen chosen, right? Which means we have, we've classically not been very good at sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. And there have been numerous attempts to try to jumpstart that engine. There was Presbyterians for Renewal, PFR. 
I think this was, this was between 2005 and 2008. And I think the, the, current, the current one was Presbyterian Global Fellowship. That's what they were trying to jumpstart the... Seriously, people, you need to tell people about Jesus. You know, <laughs> they're trying to get the Presbyterians going. You know what I mean? And so they bring in this guy, Mike Frost, Michael Frost, and he's from Australia. And he, I, he blew my mind. I don't know if he, he blew a lot of people's minds. And he says the system, the, this book can be summed up in, in one phrase. Missio Dei. Latin. And I remember him making the joke. Sayings aren't worth anything unless they're in Latin. <laughs> you know. Ascending God. That's what this book is about. Ascending God. God sent images of himself in man and woman to the earth. God sent prophets to tell these images how to get back to him. God sent his one and only son to show us how to go forward, how to be fully human, also to save us from ourselves and save us from our sin. The message of Jesus. I've been sent for you to be sent. Church is mission. Discipleship is mission. From this conference, I remember most of the churches that I were in the area got rid of their mission department because they listened to what he said. Church is mission. Mission department is every part. If we're not going, we're not being the church. If we're not serving, we're not being the church. If we're not transforming community by the Holy Spirit, we're not being the church. This is all before I get to text. Okay, we got to read some Bible. Open our Bibles. We, get to, we have two texts that are on this thing, and then I have a, a one more that I'm going to throw on. First, we'll start with Matthew. Now, the 11 disciples, this is Matthew 28. It should be up there. Matthew 28, starting in verse 16. It's 16 through 20. Is that right? There it is. Now, the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him. This was almost the text for me preaching a couple weeks ago, worshipping Jesus Christ. But some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I 
am with you till the end of the age. Next text, Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. Is that correct? Yep, that is. Starting in verse 6. So, when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom of Israel? He replied, it is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has sent, has set by his own authority, but you will receive dunamis, dynamite, power, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in robes, white robes, stood by them. They said, men of Galilee, why do you stand there looking up toward heaven? This, this Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him into heaven. I got a wires crossed, and I couldn't remember that I, Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 4 are not Acts chapter 3. I kept sending fictional texts that don't exist to be put into the bulletin to Nora. And Nora kept saying, that's not there. (laughs) But I was trying to get Acts chapter 2 up there on the screen or Acts chapter 4. I'm going to read both just because I think they both tell us a little window. Don't worry. uh, Most of this message is text. We're doing all of this, okay? We're doing the systematic work. I'll just point out a couple things, and we'll keep cruising. But I'm going to start in Acts chapter 2, verse 43. Pentecost had just happened, and this is our first glimpse into believers, what they look like, what followers of Jesus look like. Awe came upon everyone. This is Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 43. Awe came upon everyone. Because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, they spent much time together. They spent much time together in the temple. They broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. And then skip forward to the end of chapter 4, and it's our second snapshot of the, of the church. And Dr. Luke writes this. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Mia And no one, no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. With great power, 
the apostles, the sent ones, gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and gave grace, great grace was upon them all. And great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, nor as many as owned land or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet and it was distributed to each as any had need. There was a Levite, a native of Cyprus, Joseph, to whom the apostles gave the name Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He sold a field that belonged to him, then brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, put all these pieces together, speak through me. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said. First, that first section, notice. Notice there's a therefore. What does Chuck Swindoll always tell us? Has anybody been around here when I quoted Chuck Swindoll? Whenever you see a therefore, you ask, what's it there for? What's it there for? All authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make students of me. The section of Scripture, it's, it's classically called the Great Commission. It should be called the Great Commissioner. All authority of heaven on earth, in heaven and on earth, has been given to Jesus. And he tells us from that place, you go and make disciples. And then he circles back and says something. What does he say? I will be with you. That's why a lot of theologians think the Spirit of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit are synonymous. The Holy Spirit will be with you. God's power, all authority on heaven and on earth will be with you. I've been sent by the Father. I'm sending you out. Missio Dei. You are now me. And this is Jesus speaking. And I am God. I am God the Father. Missionary. Keep cruising. The first Acts passage. Acts chapter 1. He gets a little more specific. Our Dr. Luke, he tells us specifically... um, Where's our power going to be? Danny, thank you very much for being vocal, for vocalizing the truth right there. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit power. Jesus says, he's about to take off. I know there's a lot of texts. You kind of need to weed through them. This is the one where Jesus is about to get taken back up to heaven. He's, he's gathered around and he says, Okay, you're going to receive power in the Holy Spirit. And what are you supposed to do with this power? Be my witness. Testify. He doesn't dub us arguers. He doesn't dub us apologetic folk. He doesn't 
say, go and conquer everybody with your wisdom and your knowledge. No. Tell them your story. Tell them how you were walking in darkness. I came into your life, changed everything, and now you're walking in light. That's it. Testify. Testimony. They do uh, Teen Challenge graduations. Have you, have you ever heard of Teen Challenge? It's the most successful drug recovery program in the country, maybe in the world, because I know they're worldwide now. And it's basically Jesus' boot camp to get you off of drugs. And they do an induction center, which is three months, and that is boot camp. You've got to do dishes. You've got to rotate on KP. You're, you're, they just, you're up 6 in the morning, go to bed at 9, and your day is full. You're just serving the Lord, doing amazing stuff. You graduate from there, and then you go to the castle, and you go out to Riverside, and you get deep into God's Word for nine months. So after that year, it's pretty intense. But I've been, I used to speak at the graduations all the time because I was a missions director or whatever. Um, and I remember this one dude, huge. He's like 6'8", just rippling by. That's not a part of the story. I just I was super impressed with how big this guy is because <laughs> I'm kind of big too. I don't know if you've met me. But this big dude stands up there, and most people, they thank everybody and stuff like that. He said, three months ago, I was addicted to heroin, crack, meth, and weed. I'm now free. Jesus Christ. And sat down. That's it. That's what Jesus calls us to do. Filled with the Spirit, tell the story of how God changed your life through Jesus Christ. Then we get some other stuff. What's some other stuff? Our first snapshots of church. This is all in in light of how are we going to transform community by the Holy Spirit? And I think I'll just do, I'll throw this application in there first before we get to the next text. Receive, conversate, make the Holy Spirit a part of your life. Connect. If you ever want a great book on evangelism, there's one by this guy named Bill Hybels. It's called Just Walk Across the Room. Bill Hybels, you know, he planted that church, Willow Creek. It was the first mega church in the country out in Chicago, Wheaton, Illinois. Or no, not Wheaton. It's Barrington or something like that. It's right outside of Chicago. But he boils evangelism down to this. Sit down, be quiet, and ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? Who do you want me to talk to? Who do you want me to tell the story of how God changed my life to? That's evangelism. You're walking in the supermarket, you have a conversation with Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit starts talking. You'll notice as you start talking with the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit will start talking. It won't be, I don't know, sometimes it's not, yeah, it's not really a voice, it's just a sense. And it says, you need to tell that person God loves them or, you know, and you'll be, what? Uh, I don't know about that. After a while, you'll get some courage, you'll do that. You'll see some crazy encouraging things. Foster and develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because we're not going to do it without it. 
by the Holy Spirit. Transformed community by the Holy Spirit. It's impossible without it. Then, what does transforming look like? That's what those first pictures of the church were. What did you see? They're sharing everything. This place is awesome at sharing. Did you know that? I just, this is, I just want, every once in a while, I, my wife was a teacher, and she said, every once in a while, your job is just to catch people doing what's right. Right? How many teachers in the room? About 100. Perfect. You catch them doing what's right, right? What they're doing, you know, right? Instead of saying, no, no, no. If you catch them doing what's right, you start encouraging that. It's a good thing. You guys are really good at sharing stuff. For reals. Keep going in that direction. Actually, you're pretty good at all these. This is a really kind of an encouraging section of, of one of my sermons right here. Lloyd said, hey, are you going to yell at me again? <laughs> I'm not going to. No yelling. Sorry. Uh, eat. Eat. Eat meals together. Who likes to do that? This guy, right? Eat meals together. They're, they're eating meals together. It's not rocket science. And it says they're spending a lot of time together. Hang out outside of these room, this room. Hang out outside of the hour, you know, or two that we're here on Sundays. Have it spill into your lives. And I tell you, choir is way ahead of us on this, right? Yes or no? Uh, you know, they, they practice together. They're in each other's lives. Model it after that. I remember we were working up in San Marino. Uh, Jeff O'Grady, my boss, preached a similar ser- uh, sermon. Somebody like Marsha said, hey, let's do a pew party. <laughs> and so she, she went to lunch with the two people in her pew. But it wasn't. Mar- anyway, you can follow that story, right? Cindy, you probably have to join another pew. <laughs> uh, Malia, too. Maybe Malia and Cindy. Maybe the Blackwells and the Griffiths need to go to lunch. Be together. You know? Have you encouraging and go through the valley? Um, be together, right? I think that's it. I think that's all I got. Um, and the applications were all the way through it. I was noticing, it's interesting, um, it's Pledge Sunday, and I didn't mention that. Do you, do you, anyway, uh, I kind of mentioned it. Yeah, I did, right? They're in the envelopes and stuff like that. As Terry was doing the children's message, the kids right now are learning about Josiah. One of my favorite stories in all of Scripture. How old was Josiah? Like 12 or 13? He's 12 or 13 because all the crazy politics, he becomes king. This kid does. And then he's walking around and he says, okay, let's look around this old temple. Let's dust some of these things off. It's, you should, maybe this is another application. At some point, help us dust off the stuff that's inside this building. It's going to be, we're going to be finding some crazy gems, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but what's he finding? He finds the scroll. 
He finds scripture. And he weeps. He dusts it off and he weeps and he says, this needs to be read. This is really, really important. This is God's word. And then he makes a covenant. He makes a commitment. Covenant press, you know. I was, as Terry was saying that, this is Stewardship Sunday, which means it's, you give our annual pledges for help us doing our budgeting for 2023, which is really, really important. But I just wrote, I'm going to speak with the Holy Spirit more this year on part of the, the green thing, the, the order of worship. And I'm going to put that in the pledge. And when I, play, when I pray over the pledges, it, it doesn't have to be financial pledge. You can take application from this sermon or any of the sermons that I've been preaching. If God is calling you to do something and make a covenant to something, don't wait till tomorrow. Wait. Do it right now. As we do a, a hymn of reflection, be reflecting. And then I'll come back up here and people will bring up their pledges. But let me pray. God, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for the snapshot into the early church. I thank you that you are ascending God. You are Missio Dei. And you sent your one and only son for each and every one of us. And you're sending us by your spirit transform community through us. And all God's children said, Let's stand. part of the service where we'll call forth everyone here who wants to make a pledge both financially or just a pledge, a covenant, a commitment with your God Um, I think Cornell's going to play some music and then I'll I will uh, yeah I'll pray over it afterwards come forward and put your pledge right here
Actually, would everybody just stand? Stand if you're able. Sorry if you're standing up, sitting down. Sorry, everybody. And hold the hand of somebody next to you. And one of the groups, Malia, you can move over there or something, maybe. Yeah, Cindy's not moving. You just, and one of the members of the group, just point your hand in this direction. I'm going to lift this up and pray. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit. You are such a good, good God. Thank you for being so faithful to us, your servants. I pray that you would take these pledges. You would take the the hearts behind them. And I pray that you would receive honor. You would receive glory. And you would receive praise. Use these pledges, these commitments, these covenants... And by your spirit, transform us as you send us to transform our community. It's all from you, and we hand it back saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. And all God's children said, I think we roll straight into, yeah, now we sit down again. Sorry, guys. And I, I forget about you podcast people. I'm so sorry. You can mail pledges. And you can even write, I pledge to pray for the church more. Or pray, for, just write whatever you want and mail them along with tithes, gifts, and offerings to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And if you're here in the sanctuary, we can receive offering on the way out. Um, But this morning's tithes and offerings are now received.
seated. Our mission statement challenges us to lean more into the Holy Spirit. And in doing so, to be amazed, amazed at how God will transform our friends, our family, and the community around us. Let us not endeavor or set out to try and transform community and say, come on, Holy Spirit, join us in what we're doing. But first, first, let us be open to being transformed by the Spirit, to going where the Spirit directs. And let's watch what God's going to do. It's the same Spirit that Paul reminds us in 826, who helps us in our weakness. And when we don't know how to pray, the Spirit intercedes with sighs, too deep for words. Standing on that promise, let us pray to the triune God who will never leave or forsake us. Let us pray. Holy and merciful triune God, we are constantly amazed at your hand on our lives and your intercession for us with sighs too deep for words. Lord, we continue praying for Ukraine and its citizens. Protect them and keep them from harm amidst the kamikaze drones and the threat of nuclear attack. For your sake, Father, thwart the enemy and bring this war to an end soon, in Jesus' name and for his glory. Father, we continue to pray your peace over escalating tensions in both China and Iran. Intercede for us, Lord. Intercede, we pray, with sighs too deep for words. We pray, too, for the safety of those living on Mexico's east coast as Hurricane Rosalind will make landfall today. Keep all safe from harm's way, we pray. Lord, you beckon us to trust you in all things, and so we endeavor to do so with our finances, our time, and our talent. Create in us a hunger to use the resources that you have so freely given to us in service to you. We dedicate our stewardship pledges to you and wait with anticipation to see how you will grow us and mold us more and more into a community in your image. Thank you in advance for what you are already accomplishing here at PCC. Gracious God, we pray for those close to us, our family, our friends, and our church family around us. Thank you, Lord, for calling Pastor Jason, Malia, Zeke, and Elsie to our church three years ago. Thank you for protecting Pastor Jason in the car accident this past week. Heal his body, mind, and spirit, we pray. We lift up Gwen Conway and pray for you to heal her body 
as she recuperates from her fall. Thank you for the good medical care that she is receiving. And Lord, we continue to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ, for Patty, Kay, Keith, Helen, and Dick. Be with each one according to their need. Surround them with your love and healing presence. We are truly grateful for how you look after our flock. And we continue to worship, praying the prayer that you taught your disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please stand and let us join together in our final hymn. thank everyone once again for joining us in worship this morning. There's going to be a congregational meeting, so after the benediction, if you're staying, please sit and just enjoy the postlude, and if you need to exit, um, do so during that time. I just want to point out, if you talk about the Holy Spirit and mention the Holy Spirit, 
the conversation starts flowing. And I just wanted to acknowledge the accident. I got an accident on my sermon prep day. And the best illustration I had for how um, it's utterly essential that we wait for the Holy Spirit had to do with Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. So I was up there. I'm like, that's not a very good illustration. So I just cut it out of my sermon. And then Amy puts it so eloquently right before the pastoral prayer, exactly what I was like. I needed the Holy Spirit to tell everyone in here. It's like most things. Order is everything. Holy Spirit doesn't show up. Don't dare make a move. Holy Spirit, right? I love this team. Thank you very much, Sharon. I wish I could name him. Okay, receive this benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard, keep you, inform you, empower you, send you out. And may the peace of Christ, which passes all earthly understanding, Guard your hearts and minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.